0: of too many football podcasts comes another football podcast one man's quest to find the answers okay boys let's go to work now live from pine grove studio b it's let me be frank with t frank Penn State football added cornerback depth in a serious way this offseason, starting with four-star corner in the class of 2021, Kaylin King. But it's not just King that is coming in and causing a scene in the offseason for the Penn State Nittany Lions. They moved two corners from their depth chart to different positions aided by the transfer of former four-star corner and South Carolina Gamecock, Johnny Dixon. After a season starting in the SEC in 2020, Dixon comes over with a resume on tape for us to look at. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to dive into what makes him good, what he struggles with, and some areas of development for Johnny Dixon. This is Let Me Be Frank. So let's start with a positive, right? Life's too short not to be. Uh, When you look at the positives with Johnny Dixon a lot of them come from his athletic profile because James Franklin recruited Johnny Dixon out of high school this is a former four star corner who ultimately chose South Carolina but their evaluation of his abilities was spot on this is a guy who has a lot of what you're looking for from a modern day all around corner great length Six feet tall, great arm length. He has a frame that while I don't know he's going to be a complete physical shutdown corner in the long run, he has enough mass on his body that he's not going to be pushed around by uh, some of the more big physical receivers as he develops in his college career. He's also, and one of my favorite things about him, is he's got great deep coverage speed. So it's not just the underneath quickness. It's not just those things. He can stay with guys down the field. And that's really important when you're facing some high octane offenses in the Big Ten East and Purdue. Uh, but one of the things that I think is a little bit underrated for a corner and that I think he does well in the effort side is his ability to come up from the flat and tackle. This is a guy who is a willing block. He's, he's willing to take on blocks, he's willing to fight through traffic, even if the traffic is Ben Cleveland. You know, NFL guard now, 330 pound, ginormous human. Look at that. That's a little ridiculous, but he was willing to come up. He he did his job. He set the edge. Now, did he get pushed out to the, where there was a wide hole? Sure, but the running back did not get to the sideline. But in general, I think you can see that he's a good tackler in the flat when it comes to his ability to uh, form tackle and to make sure that he's he's not going to give you just the soft shoulder and hope he brings you down. There's a lot when it comes to his uh, overall versatility to play an off coverage and to rally to the football. I also think he does a, a lot of different things in different coverages that you're really excited about. Now we'll get to as actual coverage abilities a little bit later because I think they may signal something different in the future for Penn State football. At least they could. Now let's transition to some of the things that, uh, he might need some work on or that he's not as good at right now. And before we get started, I just want to say a lot of this is going to be really unfair, and here's why. When we talk about RPOs and play action, no one gets hung out to dry more than the corners in cover three in those situations because they're in deep responsibility. They're supposed to be covering deep. If they get double moved, that's their fault. But if there's an RPO with an underneath route and your linebackers are nowhere to be found because they've ran up to the offensive line to stop the run that didn't actually come, guess who gets left holding the bag for 15 yards? So there's a lot of that on tape when it comes to just, in general, a lot of corners are put in bad situations. But there is some validity, and Penn State fans, stop me if you've heard this before, that he does struggle with how he triggers downhill in off coverage. And I don't think as his actual physical abilities. I think he can turn and run with anybody, but it's more along the lines of knowing when he should come downhill on those underneath routes. This has been a problem for Penn State uh, fans for a while of when to and when not to abandon your deep responsibilities if you're the corner on the outside. There's, uh, I think, some inefficiencies in his footwork at the top of routes, and that's really, to me, I don't think it's as much a physical ability as it is a technical one at the position where there's some wasted steps, some uh, off-balance transitions, and that's more a function of being a little bit behind in the play mentally, so then your body is lagging behind. I think as he grows and matures, there's a chance that that will get better and unlock all of that natural transition skill and all the speed that he has. The other part about zone coverage that I've noticed a couple of times is sometimes he doesn't know where he's supposed to be looking, or in general, he can take the cheese when it comes to some of the routes underneath. Now, this is more of an inconsistency than it is something where it's a consistent, problematic thing. Because when you see what he can do sometimes in zone coverage, the high-end plays are spectacular. Uh, This play, despite the fact that it was called a pass interference, is a great instinctive play on the ball, and great closing speed. So it's just drawing more of those plays out of him and defensive backs at the college level in general, knowing what you see and going and getting the football. So let's get to the thing that I think is the best about Johnny Dixon, and that is his coverage versatility. He's going to allow Brent Pride to do a lot of different things if he chooses to. Because we talked about already, he's a willing tackler, and he's willing to trigger downhill in zone or off-ball coverage where he is reading and reacting. That that part can get better, but he is willing to do it, and we see the, the skills and talents necessary to do that. But the other thing, and where I think his best skills are, comes in man coverage, especially press man coverage. South Carolina runs a lot of cover one. They run a lot of man coverage. So this is a guy who's had a lot of practice being at the line of scrimmage, putting his hands on a receiver, and following the play in phase in man coverage. Now, nothing's perfect, right? So there are times where he gets bullied at the line of scrimmage by physical receivers. There are times that he whiffs at the line of scrimmage, and he's pulling and grabbing, and he's behind. But for the most part, with most receivers, I think he does a great job of feeling them out and staying in phase, and that's a huge skill because what that does is that allows him to be at the catch point for contested catches. Last year didn't go so well. Truthfully, there were a lot of plays where he was at the catch point. The receiver either made the play or he was called for pass interference. Now, to me, a lot of these aren't pass interference a lot of these are it's just impossible to play defensive back like it's impossible to play defensive back when they just at the drop of a hat an official will throw a flag for pass interference a couple of these are stellar plays where he doesn't affect the receiver and he gets around to make a play on the ball it's just at a certain point you just it's luck whether or not they're going to throw a flag now some of these are penalties, but this is what I was talking about last year with Joey Porter Jr. of just get to the catch point. Just make it a contested catch, and at that point, maybe it's not a 50-50 ball, but you are making it a harder throw for the quarterback, and eventually you'll get a couple of those. Penn State now, from what we've seen of Joey Porter Jr. last year, what we've seen from Johnny Dixon on tape here, and from what we've heard about of Kalen King, They've got a lot of guys that sound like they can play with just about any receiver or body type. Now, again, when it comes to the long term of a freshman playing in the Big Ten, we're going to hold off judgment that that's actually a possibility. But with Tariq Castro-Fields, Joey Porter Jr., and now Johnny Dixon, you have at least three mature, experienced players that can stay with receivers in man coverage. And this opens up a whole world of possibilities for Brent Pry, who is loves to blitz. Just loves to send the house. If you can do some of these things, you might have the making of a very good secondary. Another thing that I think is really important to point out is that last season, after J.C. Horn, eighth overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, opted out for South Carolina, it was Johnny Dixon that the team moved over to that left cornerback spot, and basically to their cornerback one position. So this is a guy that that staff, who has a long history of identifying good talent at corner, decided was going to be their next cornerback one. And he did a good job against Missouri, Georgia, and Kentucky to end the season. So in the end, what I think that Penn State has found is exactly what they thought they were going to get originally when they recruited him. A high upside, high potential player, who has shown early signs of of being good. Now there's some bad, there's some good. So his first year came out kind of as a wash as far as he was a about an average corner in the SEC. But with all of that skill and some of the things we've seen as far as what happened at the catch point and some of the off ball transition things, we can project in the future that as he matures, some of those mistakes will go away. If he gets a little bigger, gets a little stronger, learns how to read the quarterback a little bit better, this is a guy who can be a huge asset for the Penn State defense. This is Let Me Be Frank. What? You know I'm not going to do something stupid every episode, right? Like I'm not wearing belly shirts or going streaking every single time I come on camera. I'm not... You got to let creativity breathe, okay? Now, excuse me. I have some very unimportant Twitter to read. Ooh, look at that. you guys care about Dogecoin either? Because I don't.